guys, we're back. Welcome to KFAB, the podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we have chatted. That's actually true, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been several weeks. I think that we like got off of the every other week thing with the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always gets confusing. Everything mm-hmm. gets confusing around the holidays. Yes. Mm-hmm. The travel families remembering presents food food so much food so many movies the best part about the holidays for me this year was i did none of that i stayed at my Mm. house i went to my writing partner's house and i watched a shit ton of movies mike was there we did face masks speaking of mike who is mike oh producer mike uh, Mike is our producer. He is a lifelong wrestling fan, and occasionally, because we are new wrestling fans, we will throw to him for questions about things we are confused about, like, what's a what's a dark match is always the one I think we mm-hmm. we bring up, but now we super know what it is. Yep. We got it. What is it? It's when all the lights are off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's when it's like the matches before they start filming. Or like taping. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Guys, we've no learned deal. so we- much. And you know what I realized the other day is like, it's almost been one full year since we started talking about doing a podcast because the Royal Rumble is coming up. I know. They just wow. announced. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was the first wow. time we all watched wrestling together and thought, hey. I was eating some hard boiled eggs. Oh miserable my God. on Whole30. Yes, you yes. were. You guys Whole brought 30. all your cut up peppers. I know. <laughs> we brought cut up peppers and I made golden like tea and it yeah. was so depressing well you kept going this is fine yeah, like the I whole did. time we were all eating like we all brought like doritos it was yeah. like a gross day yep. uh, yeah it was great it was mm-hmm. very fun and it's all my it's all thanks to producer mike who Yay, yeah. producer mike yeah um well it was my birthday so mm-hmm. yes it was yes it was birthday. also mike's birthday no yes. it was just it was just a wrestling <laughs> it was his wrestling themed birthday yep. party which yeah. is very good who can imagine something better? Um, but yeah, I my holiday was great. Your guys' holidays, great. So great. We were together on Christmas Eve, it was, Christina and I, um, at the same party, which was delightful. We mm-hmm. had so much good food. Um, my Christmas was very mellow, but I feel like Katie had the most exciting Christmas. That's why I wanted to let you go. Uh, I went to Amman, Jordan. Um, so cool. With my future in-laws, and it was amazing. I'm still dealing with the jet lag. But yes. It was a life-changing trip, for That's sure. That's so great. Mm-hmm. It just um, looks truly incredible. Yeah, you filmed... I'll tell you this later. Never mind. So, <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, okay, so... That's our news, but a lot has been happening in the WWE. So in response to record lows of the ratings, the McMahon family appeared on TV to more or less apologize and promise some big changes. Mm. Uh, the biggest one is they're going to debut a women's tag team belt. How do we feel about this? It's is on Raw, which is why, um, hmm. yeah, we don't, I never, I truly don't pay attention to the difference between Raw and SmackDown. I can't either. You know, and they're even color coded and I immediately get them mixed up because Fuck. it messes with my synesthesia. Red, Raw, SmackDown, Blue. Oh, shit. Oh, actually, that's a really good way to remember. Maybe that will help me. That's how I remembered <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that's really good. Raw, red. Um, yep. And now my Twitter just tells me what's happening constantly. Oh, mine does too. Even my own personal one, yeah, even my, when I'm not on mm-hmm. ours. Honestly, I am surprised they did not have a women's tag team belt before. I know. Yeah. Because they have women's tag team matches. I would love it if they cut to, like, 
the design room they did like one of their little sketches and they cut to the design room where they're like oh we can't do it and they're like crumpling paper. no more butterflies yeah they're like crumpling paper and they're throwing it and they're like the McMahon family is like, finish the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. They carve it out of steel and it's like the when the orcs are being made. Yes. yes. Of the rings. Uh-huh. That's that exactly kind of what I thought. I want yeah. that kind of I want that kind of uh production value. Does I it come out it. of the mud? Yeah, like I want it to come out yeah. oh, like the yeah. gold and just mm-hmm. lifts and then they're like tag team. <laughs> Yeah, Stephanie's wearing another jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean always. Or she's in like super super soft focus with like a gemstone headband on. If we're really going Lord of the Rings, yep. There's so many jokes I want to make about Lord of the Rings. You can. I opened the door. (sighs) No, there's so I'm like shorting out. There's so many going on (laughs) my head at once. Actually. (laughs) <laughs> it's very exciting. One time I had the longest text conversation with producer Mike about a key point in Lord of the Rings. Um, Which started in our chat, and I came back, and there were like eight, and you are like, I will privately message you. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to stop. You got me started on ring lore, and I'm going to get into the Cimmerillion, so hit me on the separate thread, and I will get into the Cimmerillion. And we did. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is my interests are varied, as are all of ours. Wow. Yes. We certainly contain multitudes. Um, so what are the tag teams we would like to see? Oh, boy. These I was really teams. stalling trying to remember the... Um, <laughs> Sasha and anyone? Is Becky on that? <laughs> She's on Raw, right? What's so Raw? Who, who do we have to choose from, Mike? Will you tell Raw us? Raw is JV, right? It, I was literally just throwing it to you to be like, who are people that you like, that you would like mm. to see work together? Uh, there aren't any established tag teams. That's kind aren't of... Aren't you, like, proud of us, though, for, like, getting stressed about this? Because a year ago, Felsky wouldn't have even been stressed about this. No. I mean, she did kind of just admit that she does not watch it week to week. Yeah, but I, at the same I, time... I admit that every single week. Yeah, it's too much. None of us do. I don't have the time. I try to maintain some type of charming ignorance for the sake of, of comedy. And also, yeah, again, yeah, that's I watch why, too many other things. That's why I don't watch yeah. And also, the, the amount of YouTube videos on wrestling I watch... <laughs> <laughs> takes up enough time because yeah. I watched nine today on the wrestler that I'm <gasps> Guys, doing. Guys, I did so much research on this one in terms oh of God. YouTubes and stuff. I'm very excited. I did. You anyway, said a good did heavy you pull a Katie? App. Not no. You're just, you didn't go down the Reddit. No, because I think you stay up till three a.m. watching them. Sometimes. I mean, I did finish around 2.30 because at 11, I was like, oh my God, I haven't done my KFAB homework. (laughs) I have to do this now. I woke up and and like without leaving my bed, like rolled over and grabbed my laptop and like started typing away. And my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, research. (laughs) I love our process. I think it works. It's very professional. Okay. Back on to the train. I want to see Sasha with honestly anyone, but Mm. I would love to see her with one of the Iconics. Oh, that'd be interesting. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that would I mean, be... the Iconics are going to do the tag team, right? Yes, As they are a team them. already, but sometimes they do wrestle individually. And if, you know, it'd be would fun you want to see Billy? Them. Who would you want? Hmm. I think it'd be really fun to see her with Peyton. Hmm. Yeah. Because they're both big attitude characters, you know? Very true. I think I would like to see Naomi with um, Becky. Ooh. Because they're so wildly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Becky at the moment. Yeah. Becky at the moment, I don't know if she could partner. Because I would say Charlotte Flair, but she they've really built their feud so much. Um, I would like to see Charlotte and Nia Jax. Ooh. Ooh that'd be kind of cool. That would be just like so heavy hitters. <laughs> fucking crushing oh alexa bliss and carmella would be the worst oh my i was gosh. literally just thinking that in my head the screaming of both of them yeah Ugh. well i've Alexa's, never had a alexa's migraine still out right 
Yeah. She did a pretty funny Christmas video, I thought, that I saw. She's funny. I think she's probably very sweet. I imagine she's, yeah. She's very good at that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to give her props. She's great at it. Yeah. What about you, she Katie? Is. Um, I would do maybe Natty. <laughs> yeah. With, um, who would I do? Like, Natty tagged with... One of the Bellas? They already, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Kind of are pretty close in that world. Um, I don't know. It's weird because I do think that they really do build... Some of the women have such strong points of view that it would be hard to imagine them in a tag team. Yeah. And being, like, not just themselves. Like, for instance, I was thinking about what they've done with Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. It would be really hard mm-hmm. to see her tag with someone. I know. Yeah. It would be weird. Well, you the whole time I think you'd be like, is she going to turn heel? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, side note on Natty, did you... I saw on Twitter today that um, she was hanging out with our official K-Fab boyfriend, Finn Balor. <gasps> oh. She had a picture. She posted a picture of him, like, hanging out with one of her cats. Are they dating? Him and the no. cat? <laughs> I don't know. She's I don't think so. Oh, she's and Stop. Yes. And, I don't know. Uh, he's... As far as I know, still dating that mm-hmm. very beautiful Kathy Kelly. Mm. Uh, yes, is that the na- that I always get her confused with um, the name of Meg Ryan and you've got mail Kathleen. Oh, Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen Kelly. I yes, think. yes, yes. From oh, the I shop of the shop around the corner. The shop oh, around the yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Joe Fox books. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's move on because <laughs> in nine WWE. E! News, New Japan Pro Wrestling at their biggest event, Wrestle Kingdom, a few days ago. And we don't really know a lot about New Japan, but one look that caught our eye is former WWE star Chris Jericho. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm so glad you hadn't seen this yet, Christina. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. how would one... Baba Duke. Yeah, he really is like a very low-budget Baba Duke. It um, is like every single horror thing in one he is Baba Duke. he is mm-hmm. hellraiser mm-hmm. he is he's it. He's, it he's pennywise he is pennywise yes he is also that wow. that's got scarf. a freddy hat doesn't that s- scarf look like one that your like mom would knit as like one of her yeah. first that she yes. gives you she's like because she's working on it, on it. i yep. made it mm-hmm. with a gradient yep um so he's got one of those like oh leather jackets that looks mad at you where it has like so many so many spikes sticking out of it. I just now noticed that it's airbrushed as he, well he with look- a C and well I'm assuming the C's on the other side. There's a J on one side that we Man, can see. That the way that the the spikes tur- have turned out though look like how they try and keep pigeons off of podiums. Oh, it does. hostile yep. architecture? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hostile architecture. That's what that's, that's called. what it's called. That's yeah. what it's called. Hostile architecture. And if you know I anything about politics right now, mm-hmm. it's it's part of that a little bit. Hostile yeah. architecture. Or like how um, benches will have random mm-hmm. uh, like armrests or weird bumps in the middle of them to prevent people from stretching out their full length on them. That's another example of hostile architecture. Yeah, from architecture. sleeping on them. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's to keep people out of public spaces. Oh my fucking uh-huh. Christ. So it yeah. works I'm, my, for pigeons I'm and short for cir- people, because that's how little the people who design this stuff think All about All I'm going to say is I'm there's parts of that on the wall right now. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yep. yep. I'm short-circuiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just look it up. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, definitely his coat looks like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that exact type of, like, weird oh! spike. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, though, this jacket is, it's an impressive piece of work I would love to know how this was made because I feel like placing studs like that without hurting yourself or completely shredding the material of the jacket has got to be hard yeah 
Uh, also, look at those gloves. They look yeah. like dishwash gloves. Oh my <laughs> God. He's wearing Mr. Clean gloves. Mm-hmm. The makeup is really so puzzling to me because they kept like, so my husband was watching this the other night and he's like, oh, this is the Chris Jericho match. And I'm like, hold up. Chris Jericho is doing this thing, first of all. And then they announced him and he came out and I was like, no, but really, who is that? Because I think he's kind of unrecognizable. He's yeah. completely unrecognizable. Like, Mike, do you know what he's supposed to be? I I don't. Like, okay. he, he came to New Japan and sort of reinvented himself as this, like, ultra-violent... Um, Juggalo? Like, Amer- like an American heel. Like, oh, okay. he doesn't have any respect for the wrestlers or the culture or the product is sort of the character he's playing. That's and I think he's sort of leaning on his rock star persona a little bit because he... he Shows up sporadically because he was their intercontinental champion, and then he tours with his band Fozzy for the whole rest of the year, which also kind of explains why he's As not. As a bear? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. But wow. they're a, it's also a metal band that Chris Jericho's yeah. the front man of. But I think that also kind of explains why he's not in the like same shape he was in WWE because he's yeah. like out on tour for. Oh, no. I, mean, I definitely whatever, like. Yeah. I never expect anyone to maintain the type of like insane physique that they're expected to have in the WWE. Yeah. Human bodies are beautiful regardless of their shape or size. It was more just like facially, this was insane. Yeah. Uh, the the mouse stuff, it looks like uh, he bit a pin and it explodes. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. It also, I would love if the reveal was that he's wearing a Celine Dion shirt. Oh. Yeah, what is on it, that shirt? You can't tell what's on it. And I'm like, is it him? It could be him. But also, wouldn't it be great if he was just wearing a Celine Dion shirt? Um, I would oh, he's... lose my damn mind. It's something else airbrushed. It looks yeah. like there's some sheen to it, mm-hmm. which could just be the light reflecting off of an iron-on, but I hope it's deliberate. It's unbelievable. Or maybe he put all that stuff on because it couldn't fit in his luggage, you know? Unbelievable. It was like yeah. overweight. Yep. How many interns do you think got cut on that jacket? Oh, God. So I many. hope not because even if, you know... For stuff like that, for decorative studs, they're not deliberately sharpened to as sharp of a point as you can get, but you can still hurt yourself yeah. on them. You get a little push. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like a little finger indent pre blood. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> anyway, wow. what a look. That's awesome. Uh, should we get into this week? Yes. yes. Like we've, we're, we're just, we're going to dance with time. Oh, wait. I want to time myself. Where is my... Mm. Uh, well, we're going to try. You know what? We'll look at... I'll look at the, the look computer at that. clock Great. right now and we'll no, go. No, we're good. I've got it. Seth Rollins. Ooh. Uh, I chose Seth Rollins because he came very close to um, our boyfriend, Brawl. <gasps> yes, mm-hmm. he did. He came, he came very close. And I said, I've been saving him for a rainy day. And straight up, guys, it was raining last night when I did my research. Ooh. So... It worked out well. I, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, uh, first of all, I cannot fucking deal with his real name. What is it? His name is not fucking Seth. This blew my mind. I was mad. His name is Colby Daniel Lopez. Oh, his fucking name is Colby like no. a cheese. Colby. Isn't that a cheese? It is. Colby I, Jack is a cheese. It's the one that's like the orange and white mixed together. Also, it's, it's kind the of a name of cheese. like your spring break crush in yes, Destin, Florida. Is. Yes, or like a cowboy in a Harlequin novel. Yep completely it's a last mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yes. colby so he was born may 28th 1986 he's a gemini mm. 
uh, in Buff, and he was born in Iowa. He's Armenian, German, and Irish, but his surname, Lopez, comes from his Mexican-American stepdad. Oh. So as a teen, he was described by Wikipedia as an introvert and a fan of rock music who lived a straight-edge lifestyle. Ooh. Part of his current ring name is a tribute to Henry Rollins, da da doy, from Black Flag. And Seth is, according to him, because I, I was like, but why Seth? Seth is just a name that I liked. Oh. <laughs> oh. Good answer, Seth. Sure. And so on our first slide, I have a photo of him as a teen with mm-hmm. like a big nose. He's got like his pretty pretty eyes. He's grown into He's it. He's got that spiky hair that every single like I believe stoner boy I had a crush on in high school had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know that his shoes, his pants were a little too long. They were kind of like ripping it. on the bottom. Yep. They're baggy. He had skate shoes. For he wore sure. vans. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. But he uh, he looks so cute and lost. But also, uh, I think this file was when I found it saved as Degrassi Seth Rollins, and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then he's surrounded then by just a bunch of pictures of Seth doing CrossFit. And I just want to point out how tall that box is. Wow, it has to be three feet. So mm-hmm. he is like a vertical leap of three feet, which is fucking crazy. I just okay. worry about those knees. Uh, oh, I do too, and we'll get into that. So okay. he was in the Indies in uh, from 2005 to 2009 as Tyler Black. Hmm. And as Tyler Black, uh, he basically was on Scott County Wrestling, Scott County Wrestling, Independent Wrestling Association, Mid-South, IWA, and he entered the Ted Petty Invitational Tournament, not Tom Petty, no relation, Ted Petty. Um, and according to a fan website I went to, Black has a wacky entrance where he shakes hands with fans and then runs off to the corner of his of the building and does a one-man slam dance. And that description made me laugh. And I was like, I know exactly what this bit is. It's very funny to me. Um, and so he later won the SCW Heavyweight Championship and spray-painted the championship belt black to mark the black era in SCW. He briefly appeared in TNA and then went to Full Impact Pro and did tag team with Marek Brave. And Brave retired because he got injured, but just remember that name for later. And then he started his singles career with PWG. So dude indie wrestled for a long time as Tyler Black. Like four years, but he went to like so many different promotions. And I don't think he was specifically signed. He just kind of did it. And he was a diaperman, as you can see from these photos. Uh, So this top one here where they're both wearing belts, that's... Uh, brave so it's brave mm-hmm. and black and he's got like a cool little culty black thing where he's flicking off the man with strong on his butt <laughs> i don't know who that is do you guys know can do you recognize this wrestler is that daniel yes it is Ooh, wow that is daniel bryan aberdeen zone when he was still going i think as brian danielson which is his real name i know i didn't know that he flipped his name oh that it confuses me because so I'm dyslexic, so that's why I oh. always say his name slow because I'm like, I'm going to mix this one up. Oh, I have to say, as an important personal note, I find him attractive in these pictures. <gasps> Did you not before? I, I find him objectively attractive, but he has never really done it for me. Yeah. You think he does it? Is it because he's not as ripped? Because I do think hmm. this is more a body type I find like attractive. Like this, this one. This one right here. Because you want to yeah. yeah. lay. You want yeah. a little swimmer. I do like swimmers. For sure. And you also want to lay by that instead of feel a six pack <laughs> behind you. <laughs> oh, you know? It's, it's too so much. tough. <laughs> it's too much. It's hard. Uh, so then we enter the age of fall. Uh, the age of the fall, which I think my probably you have to know about this 2007 to 2009 so for months leading so ring of honor left chicago and went somewhere else where did it go do you know all right um 
Mike does not know. It's fine. Uh, but they returned to Chicago at some point, and there were all these cryptic messages on a blog and website of, the, of a stable entering Ring of Honor that was codenamed Project 161. And so the way that this stable came about is that Jimmy Jacobs, Necro Butcher, I mean, come on, and Tyler what? Black, a.k.a. Seth, attacked the Briscoe brothers after a brutal ladder match. What are you going to say? Oh, I think uh, Katie should do Necro Butcher at some point. Great. I mean, what a Will name. Will you that name? All right, perfect. But listen to this, because this is one of the better things. So Jay Briscoe was hung upside down from the rigging, which they did by slow... I watched the video. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually terrifying. Yeah, so they're dragging him. He's covered in blood, which I don't know if it's real or fake. It seems fake, just but also it's a head injury, so it could be that he bled hmm. that much. Um, oh, but basically, God. he's laying, he's like knocked out, and they hook him to a rigging, and then he slowly dragged through the uh, <laughs> the thing, the fucking ring, and then slowly hoisted into the air, and then he hangs there for like eight minutes. Oh my oh. God. As the blood of his, his blood drips onto Jimmy Jacobs' solid white clothes, and then at one point into his mouth, as he announces the beginning of the age of the fall. Guys, it is actively gross. It is very hardcore and very funny. It's very gross. I have to say, based on that description and looking at this picture of the blood, I have to believe in my heart of hearts that is fake blood. I feel like it has to be. I don't know though. But the it's angle. It's so unsafe if it's real blood. Yeah. It's very Mouth, unsafe. Yes. Mouth That's blood? Why I was like, yeah. Maybe, no. Maybe. You but know. here's but here's why I think it might be real is that the angle was so controversial that Ring of Honor had to remove the footage from the pay-per-view, but it was so requested by the fans that it was shown on their website for a week, but only for a week. And then there's also a blood edit of the debut featured on the DVD of the event Mana. Blood edit? It's called oh a blood edit. Oh my god. It's fucking wild you guys should watch it and it's basically like seth looks pretty normal compared to these other dudes but he's actually like a metal hardcore kid which is why i think he was put into this group but he looks like such a normie compared to the <laughs> rest of them it looks like he snuck in it, it looks actually like he's photobombing this picture i'm gonna post this one because it's crazy but it looks like evanescence took a band photo and he was just like hey yeah <laughs> either that or that's a church directory for the christian band right yeah. um yeah so ring of honor world champion so from 2009 to 2010, he did really well with Ring of Honor. He wrestled Kenny King, who oh. is a Bachelor fame regularly. Like, they had a long feud. Wow. He's still uh, Tyler Black, by the way. And then he turned into a villain at the August 20th, 2010 tapings of Ring of Honor Wrestling because news broke he signed a developmental contract with WWE. Hmm. And so his new villainous character involved him criticizing the fans who were labeling him as a sellout for signing to WWE, which he has stated was based on his truth feelings because he was, like, actually upset that people were, like harassing him about it wow he also threatened to take the roh world championship with him to wwe and refused to put the championship at stake in a match with davy richards on august 28th but then he lost by submission so he did lose his championship belt but he was a champion for a really long time there's a picture here definitely gonna post it tyler black god's last gift which yep. according to this photo yes it was <laughs> me yeah me yeah and then one where he has a little bit of blood on his face and he's pointing at me and i like it and then uh <laughs> one in the center that just says black and it's like bleeding down and it's just him looking he's just so hot you he guys is. he's very attractive <sighs> as we've said 
Sarah's kind of doesn't seem <laughs> impressed. I'm sorry. It's mostly the silent. hair. I'm, I'm, I'm really like having a deep conversation with myself about what, what is holding me back. And I think it's the hair now that I look at these. Cause I'm like, no, but this is still good. This is still good. Mm. I'm covering up his face and just objectifying him by looking at his body right now. But then I'm like, no, yes, no. And then I'm like, maybe if we take away the hair, it's the hair. Uh, the Tyler Black God's Last Gift picture, although he does look hot, looks like that painting in Ghostbusters that gets oh my haunted. Oh god! Yeah, the big giant. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what's his name? Is it Bert Vigo? Is Vigo right? Uh, it still so scares creepy. me. Yeah. I don't. It is scary, but he looks like that guy. He does. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're at WWE Developmental. So 2010 to 2012. So he was offered contracts with TNA and ROH again. But shows WWE and debuted in a dark match uh-huh, as Tyler Black on September 14, 2010, as part of the developmental territory Florida Championship Wrestling. He debuted as Seth Rollins like two weeks later hmm. on September 30th. I don't really know why this took two weeks. Uh, some of the highlights of this time was that he feuded with Dean Ambrose. This was like pre-Shield. And he also worked out. His first promotion video package was he was working out with John Cena in John Cena's gym. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a line and that was like it. Uh, John Cena pushed him pretty hard, though, later, I will say. Um, so during his time in FCW, Rollins used a super kick to a kneeling opponent called the Avada Kedavra as a <gasps> finisher. Okay, now I like him. Do you like, like him? him now? Yes. That's what oh I my did gosh. It. That's fabulous. Um, and guys, this is where I learned that FCW became NXT. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Oh. Didn't realize it. Oh, my gosh. Thought it was just a thing I didn't know. Uh, I either had no idea I forgot. Either way, it did in 2012. So NXT has only been around for seven years. Oh, it's a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, so as part of NXT, uh, another fun highlight was he defeated Corey Graves in a lumberjack match. <laughs> Mike, do you know what a lumberjack match? Can you explain what it is? Because I know what it is, but it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I love lumberjack matches. Yeah, yeah. They're the best. So yeah. basically... Um, two guys are wrestling in the ring and then the whole rest of the roster and locker room come out and surround the ring and if at any point you get thrown out they just get to wail on you for as long as they want and then throw you back into the ring they used to dress you up like a lumberjack like in plaids uh but there are different kinds of lumberjack matches one is canadian in which the lumberjacks are equipped with leather straps (laughs) One is extreme, where they uh, work under like extreme rules, and then this is the best one. It's TNA's fan revenge lumberjack match, oh, during no. which fans are equipped with fra- with straps, and they act as lumberjacks are in- encouraged to whip the wrestlers. Oh my god! So the fans yeah. will beat the shit out of these. That's so dangerous. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do they vet the group of people I that will like know. get into it in a way that's uh, just the right amount? Also, the I'm the ones that sure... pay the highest amount for their tickets. Yeah, I mean. It's so funny to me. I feel like we must have mentioned lumberjack matches. We have. I remember. Oh, have we? My question is still, as always, why is it called that? Uh, They used to dress them up. That's that's it. Really? Yeah, that was the only... I have no idea. Huh. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like... I'm going to apply this to like comedy writing where mm-hmm. you start with something and then it just gets away Evolves. from you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's just what it is now. Then you're like, yeah, I guess, yeah, this person is just like in love with this thing. Yeah. And that's the, sh- what? Oh, there's like a, speaking of like fan interaction, there's like a pretty kind of not notorious, but like video of a fan jumping the, the rail during uh, Seth Rollins giving like a heel promo against Finn Balor. And like, uh, if you watch the raw footage, you can see Seth, like, 
kick the dude into security and keep going with his promo like and it oh, doesn't so interrupt hot. tv at all it was Damn. like it was dope it's like the dopest thing in the world uh, put it in the liner notes <laughs> <laughs> oh yes the show notes are gonna be so hot I, he's so hot <laughs> except, except for yours oh mm, yeah yep. we'll get to it because this page you guys there's like dear christ so he's still a diaperman here but mm-hmm. he's got like cups and he has like he's basically like he likes t-shirts and i think it's from him being like a hardcore dude like he likes t-shirts he likes skinny jeans like it's kind of like his look outside the ring but he has his his dumb ass fucking blonde chunk hair from the scene era it's so weird it's so weird but he does have the good side muscle oh this the sex muscle this oh yeah what's it called it's like a trap or no there's the side the side ab i don't know what side ab the Mm -hmm. oblique well it's in the oblique section but it's near the crotch yeah Mm -hmm. he's got that v look tweet at Mm -hmm. us tell us what the muscle groups are Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah very hot this one in the middle with him wearing a hoodie where he like is going to yell at triple h is like is that like mixed for you uh, is that like hard because those are like two of you? No. Look at that Moving on. This is the bulk of it. I'm making. I think. I, all right. So the Shield, 2012-2014. So Rollins made his debut at Survivor Series alongside Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose as heels, and the trio declared themselves the Shield, vowing vowed to rally against injustice. We kind of talked about this in the Schilling episode, which if you haven't listened to, go back and listen to the Dave Schilling episode mm-hmm. about Dean Ambrose. It's great. It's really fun. Uh, but here are some fun details that I didn't, that I either, again, I might have learned this at the time, or I might have forgotten it. It could go either way. But they also were called the Hounds of Justice, and they refer to the ring as their yard, which... Yep. Oh, that's yes. where Rome... Okay. Yes. And so uh, they would approach the ring through the live audience, which I think is very cool. Um, they were known for their black ring attire, including protective vests, and each member had their own style, which I didn't really think about. The group was originally supposed to wear turtlenecks and carry riot shields, <laughs> but they changed their... Turtlenecks. I mean, they changed their attire before their debut. That's like an Aiden English thing right there. I mean, mm. it's so funny. I, a side note to say... The turtleneck on is making a big comeback on men in, in red carpet fashion this year. Please deploy it carefully, men. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, know how to wear a fucking turtleneck. Yeah. God. <laughs> that I'm pisses so me I'm off. I'm hearing this. I almost wore a turtleneck on New Year's, and I was like, I don't know if I can pull you're it off. You're allowed to. No, Mike, you, you can, can pull do it, it off. Mike. It's when douchebags wear it that you're like, mm-hmm. you don't deserve it. I don't know. I think I'm okay with it. I don't know. But you guys are probably right. You guys are right. I actually don't know what I'm talking about at all. I didn't know that was I didn't know that was something that was making a comeback. Oh, so many people are wearing yes. them. All right. Well, anyway, the trademark promos were recorded from a first person perspective using a handheld camcorder, which is like another thing. Uh, they were a group which possessed excellent teamwork and a willingness to sacrifice themselves as an individual for the good of the team until they fucking turned on each other. Anyway, uh what? Until Seth turned on everyone. I'm not done yet. You said they turned on each other, but that's not what happened. Okay. Well, look. So they each have their own personas within the shield, which is interesting. So Dean is the leader. He's the most vocal and arrogant. Roman is the heavy hitter, powerhouse, in quotations, quiet strength, which I can just hear like an announcer saying constantly. Quiet strength. Seth has a chaotic in-ring style, and in mid-2013, he was described as the outspoken hothead who would do crazy things to help the Shield. 
And in 2014, he gained the labels of the aerialist and the architect of the shield. Mm. So while out of character, Rollins explained the architect moniker that he had a cerebral cerebral approach to coming up with the blueprints for their wrestling matches or storylines. Is that why he has that pseudo-Masonic symbol? I think that's why. Okay. Exactly. Because Mm. on his suits, he always does have a weird... He always has like what looks like sigils. Mm -hmm. Kind of. That is super prevalent in like hardcore and metal imagery Mm -hmm. and I know that that's like an important part of his personality and life in general um which I will get also get to uh, a little bit. <laughs> I, was for I know, I know. I don't talk about his tattoo because it sucks. Um, <laughs> what is his tattoo? It's like a bunch of Asian, like it's just like what a girl gets when she gets drunk in like fucking Thailand. You know what I mean? Uh, so sorry, that's really reductive. Maybe it meant a lot to you. <laughs> so okay. CM Punk later claimed to come up with them, which seems about right because originally they worked as his protectors and they would like kayfabe deny working for CM Punk, but they. They routinely emerged during the crowd to attack his adversaries um, and then they later cut away from him I don't know why and then they worked for the COO Triple H and the authority <coughs> excuse me uh, they turned face when they fought Kane and the New Age outlaws at Wrestlemania and then they feuded with Triple H for a while what do you have something to say about that Mike no just they were feuding with the New Age outlaws god those guys were so old <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, just a re- that's a wrestler nerd thing. All right, Sorry. cool, cool. Uh, so in 2014, Rollins turned against a- uh, Ambrose and Reigns to rejoin the authority and turn heel. And he later explains his actions by stating that the shield would not be a success without him. And Ambrose and Reigns were not his brothers like they claim, but business partners to help him move up. Wow. Wow. <coughs> wow. Me. Uh, the shield briefly reunited for a year or so from 2017 to 2018 um, with like various iterations. Like it seemed like they were always kind of missing one person. It'd be like two of the shield instead yeah. of the full group in the matches I read about. And then they broke up when Reigns relinquished his title when he announced that he has leukemia. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so all these looks like, this is kind of where he's like, I wear pants now with the tight tank top. Christina's mad I hide my body. Yeah, sometimes he takes that top off. <sighs> Thank Christ, <laughs> you do. They have a movie, Destruction of the Shield. It's straight like, to it, DVD. Two disc. It? It's a two disc set. I don't know what it is. Do you think it's just a special about? I mean, the WWE put out like compilations of like yeah. matches and interviews yeah. with them and Promos. people talking about them and stuff. So that's yeah. probably what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, now Seth is on his own. Here's some photos of that. He just got added to the Royal Rumble. Wow, um, look at him go. He's wearing, I wanted to find one where he is in real clothes, and he's got a really thick neck, but otherwise, he's very hot. Of, yeah. He's wow. also wearing a Kingslayer shirt, which, mm. ugh, so good. And then, he's so hot. He's so hot, you guys. He's so hot. So here's some fun stuff. This is my last slide. Uh, in 2014, Lopez, oh, sorry, Seth. I just copied and pasted. His for- he and his former tag team partner, Merrick Brave, started the Black and the Brave Wrestling Academy, which is a professional wrestling school in Moline, Moline Illinois. Uh-huh. Uh, and in addition to his wrestling academy, he's opening up a coffee shop in downtown Davenport, Iowa, and it connects to the gym. I don't know why it says it's in Illinois. Is Davenport on the border of Does he have Iowa another location Illinois? of his gym? 
Yeah. I truly don't know. I'm Is sorry. it a typo from the person? Yeah, I have this a feeling. Is I, a- I know it's an, I know he has one in Iowa because I was like, why is he in Iowa so much? But he's from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool. So they're opening up a coffee shop. He was in Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. Wow. Um, nice. Yes. An actor. Yes, he's an actor. Uh, he was also the first man to cash in his Money in the Bank contract at WrestleMania during a title match. <gasps> he loves CrossFit. What? Oh, I mean, that was like one of the coolest things. When he cashed in his Money in the Bank? Yeah, because it was uh, Roman versus Brock Lesnar, and everyone was super mad about it. And then when Seth came out, everyone was like, no way, wrestling can be cool. And then it was. Yeah. Great. When was that? Last uh, year? No, it was a couple. I forget. It was a few WrestleManias. Okay. Ago. Yeah. Oh, that's how long that. Uh, that's why. That's why I said when is it? Yeah. That is how Good we gauge Lord. time now. By the way, it was a few WrestleManias ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves CrossFit. We know this. It's bad for his knees. He at one point like, oh, I have this here. Do I? I don't know. I might have deleted it because it. Oh no, I do. Okay, so against Kane at a WWE event in Dublin, he tore his ACL, MCL, and medi- medial meniscus in his Ooh. knee. Which I don't know what that is. Sounds bad. Sounds important. Sounds like it would hurt. Meniscuses. Meniscus are bad to tear. Yes, yeah. but it, it took him out for like nine months, and so he made a special appearance to accept his Slammy Award <laughs> for the 2015 Superstar of the Year. And during his acceptance speech, he claimed he would redesign and rebuild himself as winning back the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which he never lost. He never lost his title. He just had to like take a break. Uh, and his knee injury later became part of a storyline in a feud against Triple H. Like he, so he like faked injured it when he bought him, and then he came back because the doctor cleared it, and then Triple H attacked him, and, and he then he was like, "Oh my knee!" Again. Yeah. Um, t- a couple things. This is the only thing I'm gonna say about the metal thing. So I was like, "What's?" I, well, first I was like, "Does he, I finished all my research?" And I was like, "Does he have a girlfriend?" Mm-hmm. He does. She's so hot. <laughs> and so the only video, but they have a video together where it's him talking about bringing his girlfriend to a metal show. Mm-hmm. But in it, he says his favorite metal band of all time is Misery Signals. And they are from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they are a band I used to make fun of constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like there is, because look, they're fine. They're fine. Uh, but they're metal core. And so they're like, all the people who liked them sucked was pretty much how I felt about yeah. it in Milwaukee at the time where I was just like you guys are all like just posing and trying to be tougher than you are you're all from the suburbs this is ridiculous uh so in my group of friends we would make misery it was like a tongue-in-cheek like oh fucking misery signals over here as a joke and so when he name dropped them it made me laugh did so- you scream in your house and your cats were like what I that's probably exactly what happened but i laughed really hard and then it was like yeah there's like a video of you moshing at parkway drive and so they looked up a, a video of him like moshing at this show and i was like can you imagine going to a show and being in a mosh pit and seeing like i don't know six five seth rollins there you'd be so scared uh yeah anyway all right two more things dick pics Duh. Yep. So yeah. February 9th, 2015, a nude photo of former NXT wrestler Zahara Schreiber, reportedly Seth's girlfriend, was posted to his social media accounts, the contents of which are automatically republished by WWE.com, <laughs> which I didn't know, and that is so funny. That's so wild. Automatically. I what? hope they change that policy. Automatically. It must be, because automatically published on the corporation's website. Uh, soon after, nude photos of Seth were posted on the Twitter page of his then fiance, 
not his girlfriend, his fiance, Layla Schultz. And in oh. response, he apologized for the private photographs that were distributed without his consent. Then they broke up a year later. So they were together for a full year. After that? After she leaked his weird, funny, goofy nudes. They're very, it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, that's just a thing that's like relevant. And then, so he said, there's this quote that I like. I always like to end on a quote. This is the quote. So the one thing I think that's very under the radar and is kind of underappreciated about what we do is that wrestling is really an art form. It's a super unique, interactive medium of storytelling. It's part script, part improvisation. There's so much that goes into the presentation of what we do. The crew that works behind the scenes that doesn't get any of the credit is amazing. They work nonstop. There's no rest. There's no off season. Wow. I just like that. that I think is it's good. It's like why we like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also shows an appreciation for behind the scenes people that I don't think other people have really explored. Yeah. Yeah. Also, here's a picture of him with a bunch of children at his gym. Oh, and also, wrestling children. Their merch is so cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> it is very cool. That's all. Dead Boys Fitness. Love it. it. Says. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So great. Anyway, yeah. that's Seth Rollins' 20 minutes. Good for me. Wow. 25 minutes. Good job. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. We yeah. tried. Wow. It's All exciting. right. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. I can't believe you took her. I love her. This so, is so good. We needed a empowering lady mm-hmm. love for this week, so I decided to do Paige. Yes. Yes. Such a babe. I'm just going to skip this so I can see a little Please. bit more. All right. Soraya Jade Bevis was born August 17th, 1992. What would that is make that a Leo? Her? She's 26. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not eight. Leo. Yeah. Oh, Leo. Okay. Yeah. So Bevis was born and raised in Norwich, Norfolk, uh, the daughter of professional wrestlers, oh. Patrick Bevis and Julia Hamer Bevis, hmm. who once unknowingly wrestled when she was seven months pregnant with Paige. Oh my oh. God. Yeah. Wait, how would it, seven months? Yeah. So it Jumped was like an me, unexpected pregnancy. She had her. Yeah, um, but just your body. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, the show on TLC. What is it? I didn't. Oh, know I didn't know. I was yeah, pregnant. but that yeah. only applies to not people who are fucking wrestlers and constantly checking in with themselves. And yeah, their bodies. it's weird. Yeah, interesting. It Sorry. Is. No, it is ve- no. When I read that, I screamed. Not to derail. That's no, just it was. Seems... I was very shocked. As also, well. she's a tiny person. How would you not notice your oh, tummy? Yeah. Growing? You will just. Continue to see how teensy she is. Okay. So as a child, Bevis was scared of wrestling because her parents were always getting injured. So she didn't do it for a long time. And then at age 13, she officially made her debut as a wrestler. And the reason she decided to wrestle is because uh, one of the other wrestlers of her dad, he like ran his own company, Mm -hmm. um, didn't show up. And so it was like, just get in the ring. Mm. She was like, okay, fine. And at the age of 15, Bevis worked as a bouncer and a bartender at her parents' bar while they were away. Cool. So she was like this badass woman. So So she was not taken care of. Is what I'm hearing, yes, too. Yes, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Just to be clear, yes. Paige is a self-made person because her parents don't seem like they work great. Sorry, They're, not to put words, but right? No. Is it crazy that I feel like I could fix her? Oh, <laughs> That's oh, not my. what the microphone's for. <laughs> no. Stop it. I'm going to start buzzing you again. Where's the uh, buzzer? You're going to be even more amped throughout this, so just get ready. Just, okay, so her parents, like, yeah. She did her own thing. But I want to talk about, because Paige, we know, has very similar outfits all the time. Mm-hmm. So I want to just go through 
her looks because she just it works so well it's like a beautiful equation of who Mm. she is as a person so look at this this is her whole family there's this photo of it's a wrestling photo basically with her whole family Mm. because her two brothers her older brothers are also wrestlers Mm -hmm. so her entire family is wrestlers oh hence that movie right yeah (laughs) exactly so uh down below is the perfect photo of what you'd wear to a dance when you were like 14 years old right I was definitely not that cute as a 14-year-old. But you'd she wear that, but I like jeans. didn't have boobs, you know? Yeah. So you'd wear that, and it would not show at mm-hmm. all. You'd be like, cool, okay, mm-hmm. having a good time. So, Bevis made her debut 2005. <laughs> yep. Uh, we look exactly the same at the same age. Right? Yeah. Her earliest recorded match was in April 2006 when she, using the ring name Brittany Knight. Oh. Yeah. Teamed with her mother for a loss in a triple threat tag team match in world association of wrestling this is at the age of 14 knight was knight started sending resumes also to uh, numerous like wrestling promotions around europe and earned a chance to wrestle in other countries like scotland wales belgium france turkey denmark norway germany as well as the united states managing to travel by herself at 14 this is what i'm saying this is bad parenting yeah She's I also okay, she's got that real deep, deep side part, like she falling does. off your head side part. That's me in high school, baby. Oh, I think we back. all did it. We all did it. Cause it Avril also, did it. I didn't do that. You know what? Maybe I'll post some on the Instagram oh, someday. Yeah. Oh, we should have a flash. But flash that's back. we got a baggy tee and we got a built-in bra tank. You know that's what? a built-in bra tank. Uh, like, uh, those were great. Mm-hmm. You know what I love is that it was like at first she didn't love wrestling. It's like, but she was wrestling at thirteen. So what? She was like a little bit ambivalent for like a year. year. Yeah. yeah, I watch videos and she talks about how she's five years old and instead of going to timeout, her parents would like put her into holds and be like, "You're not going to do that again, are you?" And it'd be like a joke, but you could tell she was also like, "Okay." This was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. (laughs) So in August 2009, Knight defeated her mother, Sweet Soraya, (laughs) in a two out of three falls match to capture the vacant Hertz and Essex Women's Championship. Later that month, Knight once again defeated Soraya to capture the WAWW British Championship. And in November 2009, Knight captured the Real Deal Wrestling Women's Championship from her mother in an elimination match also featuring Chelsea Love and Stacey Barbie. And in 2009, while in uh, Hugh, Knight won the RQW Women's Championship by defeating Jetta in a champion versus champion match with her Women's Championship on the line. And then once again in 2010, Knight and her mother challenged Amazon and Anaya for the PWF Women's Tag Team Championship, which they won. And so she went back and forth, and then Knight lost the Women's Championship to her mother. So she and her mother went back and forth wrestling each other. Oh my gosh, that's so... That oh, makes more sense. Weird. It's weird. It's a little weird. But yeah, I mean, uh, and, and the flip side of it is like, that's someone you really trust. That's someone you can probably do a lot of crazy stuff with that in the ring. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're going to be careful with each other. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a built-in, like, pretty brutal good storyline. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so there's a video of them wrestling together, Great. too. Oh, and it's, I put it in there, show so I'll add it sure. in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But isn't that crazy? And also, look at her mother. Like, yeah. I was watching the video, and you couldn't tell which was which because they both looked so young and teeny that it was yeah. so weird. Very confusing this, for this, a while. There is some formidable bone structure in this family. Right? Yeah. <laughs> also, did you see her dad, though? Like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. Something was dominant. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Bevis again billed as Brittany Nat. That just sounds so redneck to me. Mm -hmm. Debuted for the American all-women's promotion, Shimmer. Yay! So she was there for a few years, and while she was doing this, she had her tag team with her mother. Knight Dynasty was their name. Good. That's cute. That's good. Yep. So they went back and forth wrestling, um, and they, like defeated each other they'd fight against each other and then they'd go back and forth and mm. then one time in the ring um Brittany Nat took a trash can and hit her mother on the head with it cool wow mm -hmm. parents just don't understand you know they don't parents just don't understand so Bevis was first informed that there would be tryouts for the WWE when a talent scout came to the show in England. She was unsuccessful in her first tryout. And so in 2011, she went back and signed a contract with WWE and was assigned to the de developmental territory, Florida Championship Wrestling, mm -hmm. FCW. Yeah. That's where also I was like, yeah. yeah. Same thing. She made her debut um, January 5th, 2012, using the ring name Soraya. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Her ring name was then changed to Paige as she made her televised debut and an appearance. Do you know why it was she chose Paige? I don't. I tried to research that as much as possible. The really interesting thing about all the stuff on Paige online, it is, I mean, of course it is, but it's also mostly just men talking about her looks. That yeah. makes sense. And it's, she is, I mean, she stunningly talks, beautiful. and she talks about it in it. Like there's a Conan interview that recently happened and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very sexual and I like to play with it in like in the ring and around. But like, I didn't try to go too, too deep into the Reddit because I was like, eh, this yeah. is yeah. a little iffy. And also, cause we know that there are videos yes. as well. So mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want to respect all that as much as possible. I feel like that's where Tony Storm is going right now. Poor Tony Storm. I know. Well, she defends. There's a recent article where she defends her and is mm -hmm. like, I went through that exact same thing. It was really sweet, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, WD went on to rebrand its mm. developmental FCW into NXT, and her debut took place on the third episode of the rebooted NXT and on September in September 2012. Mm -hmm. And after regaining large surge in crowd support, this is when she slowly, because for a while... Um, in FCW, she was kind of confused on who she was and what she wanted to do. And um, she started to get more people liking her, and she started to win more matches. Mm. But one thing I wanted to talk about is the Divas FCW. I watched one of the matches, and it's just a limbo competition. Oh, boy. And they're all wearing bikinis. Mm -hmm. And this is what she used to wrestle in. That is insane. And it made me so... I was like, God damn it. <laughs> is it one-shouldered? Yeah. Is it, okay. I think it is. I would hope it is. All right. It's kind of... It, basically, it looks like a tube top bra that you'd wear when you're going through puberty and then a belt. <laughs> it's yeah. like the lowest cut bottoms. Mm. And I can't... Like... Yeah. I would be so stressed. Yeah. yeah. But it just... 
Yeah. I bet it stays on pretty well, but I, yeah, I mean, like, it's not great. Tipping your estheticians, saying all like your prayers. Like no other. That's so much tip prep. Tipping your estheticians. Like, that's a good you one. Want, I mean, there's so much that goes into, like, keeping yep. that on and feeling okay wrestling in it. Tipping your estheticians. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. Um, that's kind of the NXT. And then um, on... January 30th, 2013, Paige was um, assaulted by a ring announcer, Summer Rae, due to Rae's jealousy of Paige's popularity Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, oh assaulted in ring? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow, 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 wow. That's why I said it in a ridiculous way. Okay. 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 Just okay. to have some... Yeah. Yes. Really thought this took a turn, Katie. No. <laughs> That's why I said it in a dramatic way like yes. that. Because <laughs> I saw assaulted and wanted to make sure... Yes. Everything okay. is okay. 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 All right. Sorry. So, okay. Yes. And then on February 13th, um, Paige suffered a shoulder injury after brawling with Ray, in which Ray exploded later that the episode to end Paige's undefeated streak. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Um, so it went on. Paige started challenging and messing around with a lot of different women, and she won the NXT Women's Championship. Um, and she... I like got to keep it basically because she moved on from there and oh, at cool. the same time that she won the NXT championship she won the Divas championship so oh. she had both of them the exact same time nice and there's some really interesting articles about the way how when she was in FCW and in NXT how how much of a powerhouse she was mm. and how she did a lot more physical stuff in that time and um like would you agree to that Oh, I mean, true. Like uh, when when people talk about the the women's revolution or whatever, it was her, right? She, it was it was largely her. Yeah. She was like one of the big figureheads before uh, Becky and Charlotte and mm. yeah. Sasha and Bailey. And she was called the anti diva for mm. that reason because she was like, "This is bullshit. I don't want to do this. I want to actually like go out there and try to do stuff." So one of the reasons why is also she got injured mm. a few times because she would go so hard. Mm. I love her top. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's very cute. Also, there's a SpongeBob t-shirt behind her that made me laugh. What? <laughs> See it? Oh, yeah. Someone is oh, yeah. just wearing a SpongeBob t-shirt. Just important. Um, so Paige surprisingly made her main roster debut while she still had both of these titles. So she mm. just had to, like, basically give them up. She's just carrying so many belts. Yeah. <laughs> um, April 2014, episode of Raw, the night after WrestleMania. And the cool thing about this is... That uh, The Rock called her in mm. and told her that she was going to make her Raw debut. Oh, Cute. Yeah. So it was like a big deal because she was like, someone came out and was like, hey, um, The Rock wants to talk to you. And she was like, why does he want to talk to me? And then he came and was like, welcome to the team. Aww. It was like really sweet apparently. That's cool. Yeah. So um, she had her first wrestling match uh, with champion AJ Lee and mm. she won. Her first match, like just right out of the bat, she won, which was really great. Um, Paige had her first successful title defense on uh, April 28th episode of Raw in an impromptu match against Brie Bella, which went to a no contest due to Kane attacking Brie as Paige escaped. <laughs> ah, politicians. <laughs> cool. He's yep. the mayor. Great. In her first successful title defense on pay-per-view, Paige defeated Tamina Snuka on May 4th at Extreme Rules. And then she continued. She had feuds with uh, Alicia Fox, the Bella Twins, AJ Lee again, and Natty. 
So just continued on. So we all know about the stable submission sorority. We talked about yes. them before. Oh my she God. was part of it, remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. They had to change it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So also she had in 2017, she hadn't, so she was, she left because of injuries. She had neck injuries and she had back injuries. Mm. And while this was happening, she also got suspended because they thought that there was issues with drugs. Um, which they didn't really talk about and she said it was because she has pain pills because of all of her surgeries and stuff so it's a really debated thing Mm -hmm. that went on with that but Mm. they still loved her so much because she's Paige Um, but after a long time of not being there she came back in 2017 and she started this new stable um, Absolution and it was with Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville Mm. And they attacked Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey in the ring, and Alexa Bliss backstage. Mm. And then the next week is when they all came out. So this is when she started doing the real, like, kind of vampira. I love this look. Yeah, Yeah. it's very extreme. And there's an interesting article that I read that talks about at the same time this happened, like two weeks later, Riot Squad happened. Oh, and so it talks about like which one's better, which one has more to it, and stuff. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So um, Paige left the stable um, after the WrestleMania 34, mm. and she left due to her neck injuries. Mm. Oh. And slowly after that, this whole stable died, and the absolution ended. Um, and at the same time, her last match was during one of these matches, mm. and she said that she got the neck injury during that, but it was oh, before that. She basically just kicked a lot of women in the ring and was like, okay, Yikes. pulled some hair, and everyone was like, we know something's up. Mm-hmm. And then she announced that she was retiring in ring, and mm. she was offered to be the general manager of SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon gave it to her, and then as of December of this year, he took it away from her. Ah, uh, rude. Yeah. Why? It's part of the storyline where they're like, um, one of the big fan complaints is there are too many um, backstage authority figures who dictate how the show goes, and so they want it to be more about wrestling. So basically to stop that from happening on Raw, they had to do it across the board. And so Paige, who everybody likes, had to pay the price. Wow. In storyline. I hope she gets her due. Yeah, but there's hmm. more articles that I read, of course, that are talking about <laughs> what's next for Paige. And one of the things that they were talking about is her possibly being an announcer mm-hmm. because she loves it so much. Mm-hmm. And she does really good mic work. So they were I like, love her. Yeah. Um, and you will get to see... These are so these are my favorite page looks. Yeah, Because it's kind of hard. She is very similar all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just chose a few that I was like, this are amazing and they're all the elvira looks see these are the i don't even i just think it's more just like yeah this is like a punk girl for real yeah it's like a well deployed hot topic yeah Yeah. and she does it all the time total diva she's constantly wearing those outfits no Mm -hmm. it's like who this person is like she's just Mm -hmm. like a girl who would wear like a class shirt and you'd be like oh my god Mm -hmm. she's stunning she always has really good matte lipstick yeah, she I will does. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And recently her eye makeup has gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, it used to be it was it was well done, but it was it was a lot. It was mm-hmm. heavy on the lower, yeah. like too oh, heavy on yeah. the lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get stuck in that. And yeah. she's so lovely. Yeah, I and mean, she reminds me right here of the iconics. 
Mm. Yes, she does have that vibe. So she had this like kind of, Mm. yeah, she's got this like sort of bustier inspired like tops that she Mm -hmm. wore a lot, right? Mm. They're really good. Yeah. They have that little like detailing across them. Yeah. And then if y'all are like, you know, sad that she's gone. Yeah. Look no further than (gasps) the big screen. Why? Yes. Wait, what? Are we going to go see this movie together? (laughs) We are absolutely going to. So there's a movie coming out about Paige Mm. and her life. That is produced by The Rock and is written by Stephen Merchant and directed by him. What has he made? Tall, awkward, Who, gangly British of? dude. He's a, a, a gangly comedian. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. So it's coming out in February. I don't know names. We saw it during one of the tournaments that we watched, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it said, I remember this vividly. It was like, Tap Out presents a first preview of... Fighting with my family. Yeah, and so it was really bad because it didn't show how funny it actually looks. That's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, the cast is really good. Cersei Lannister is her mom. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, also, she is being played by Florence Pugh, who is legitimately one of the best young actresses yeah. working today. And they somehow got her to film this movie a couple years ago before she did Lady Macbeth and started getting oh, wow. really critically acclaimed. So it's cool. that, that actress is yeah. playing her, too. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited. And this was kind of perfect because it comes out in February. And <gasps> she's recently been on all of, she was on like Conan and a lot of people are talking about it. Yay. That's so great. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yay, Paige. Isn't she yeah, great? She's I love wonderful. Her. I, know, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah. It's going to be gonna great. Be great. And a lot of it is also about her brother because they both mm. started to try to get in WWE at the exact same time. Mm. Yeah. She's fascinating. I never had any idea that, like, she came from a wrestling family either. Yeah. Hmm. And, like, that's what an interesting family business to go into. And when she was, like, getting big, she was, like, 19 years old. Yeah. She's so young. Yeah. She's very young. So, wow. (gasps) And already has endless neck injuries. Oh, God. Well, take care of that neck. Yeah. Um, So this was another piece of wrestling news from this week that I figured we were going to talk about anyway, so I wanted to expand upon. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund passed away this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big, big deal in the wrestling world. And I kind of vaguely knew it was a big deal because it really upset my husband, which doesn't happen with a lot of like celebrity deaths, but he took this one pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, you definitely know this man. He mm-hmm. is the, the wrestling voice that you hear in your head is him. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd go into his life a little bit. So this is definitely not going to be as much about clothes because he wore a tux. Mm -hmm. or a suit the entire time but we're just going to talk about like a really interesting career Mm -hmm. um and one that we don't usually focus on in terms of talking about wrestling so i got some gifts the really famous gif of mean gene is andre the giant putting his hand over his face Mm -hmm. wow and it just covers his entire face which is delightful Mm -hmm. and then there's a picture of him getting like laughing and then being scared by the ultimate warrior Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure who he is dancing with down here. He looks someone. like Jason Siegel, but it's not him. Yeah, I know. It he does. does. Look like but Jason I was Siegel. like, is it Jason Siegel? No, no, it's someone wearing a boa mm-hmm. that's not Hulk. So Eugene Arthur Okerlund was born on December hmm. 19th, 1942 in South Dakota. He's a Sagittarius. Yes, he is. I'm laughing because my grandfather's name was Gene, and I feel like Eugene is not a name that has come back. I will yes. be interested to see if it does make a comeback and all those grandparent names coming back. Mm-hmm. So, not related to wrestling, but great. In high school, he was in a band called Gene Carroll and the Shades. 
they in the shades mm-hmm. oh i love that they cut a few singles and they played a lot around the dakotas and they were inducted into the south dakota rock and roll music association's hall of fame in 2009 oh shit i listened to some so he was the lead singer in this band that i listened like to a big some deal. of their songs he has a fantastic voice wow. so this is when he was a teenager that's i believe him right there so that'd that be picture. like the 50s uh early late 60s? 50s early 60s yeah. and then this is the cover of one of his re-released albums where they point out on there this is mean gene mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very funny it's very funny so he studied broadcast journalism <coughs> he never finished college mm-hmm. uh but he landed a job as a dj for a radio station in omaha and he later worked for a television station in minneapolis so he kind of yeah. got into wrestling sort of by accident he was working at that um tv station and he met Vern. I don't know how to say this. I meant to look up Gag- Gagne, Gain, the Gagne. owner of the American Wrestling Association. He met them at the TV station and Vern offered him a job in 1970. So Gene started uh, occasionally filling in as a ring announcer and interviewer for that promotion. By 1980, that was his main job. Hmm. Uh, Jesse Ventura gave him the nickname Mean Gene during this time. Um, it was definitely ironic because everyone said he was the nicest guy around. Uh, Gene didn't really like the nickname himself. He gave some interviews in the last couple of years. He's like, sure, it's not really me, but it's stuck and it's really memorable. So Aww. I had fun with it. Uh, he also used it to license some burger and pizza restaurants. Hell fun. yeah, man. Get your money. <laughs> Although then there was a whole dispute with one of his nephews. And anyway, there oh, was no. a monetary dispute over it. Long story short, he lost the rights to his own name in the last few years. But at least in terms of the restaurants. That's sad. I know. So I'm going to put a ton of interviews in the show notes because I feel mm. like that's the, the best way to pay tribute to him. Uh, he interviewed Andre the Giant quite a bit. And I so there's the interview where, of course, Andre the Giant puts his hand over his face. But the one that I'm going to put in the show notes is I, their first interview, which I have a still from here. Mm. That I actually really love because someone one article I was reading pointed out that he I, th- I believe it was the one from The Ringer, which is excellent. Um, he spoke spoke with Andre the Giant just like person to person because so much of the the focus on Andre the Giant was like he's so big like wow look at this like man who is literally larger than life and he just like talked to him like he started out by being like how tall are you how much do you weigh and then Mm. started asking about his career like outside of his appearance and it was just this really like nice moment of empathy that was kind of unexpected Mm. um so he was crushing it at the AWA these are all pictures from this time that's him and Jesse Ventura who was wearing a little beret which is very funny that's him and, hot there I know like he, he, Jesse Ventura stuff is actually very funny from this time period I watched a lot of these interviews and they really made me laugh he would interrupt himself mid-sentence and be like look at this side view and like show off his side <laughs> muscles which is funny mm-hmm. and that's him and Hulk uh so he was great as an interviewer he took it really seriously which worked really well with the especially ridiculous personas of 80s wrestling so in 1983 he went to the wwf he ended up staying with them for nine years and he became their top interviewer Mm. so he said he was never really told anything by vince mcmahon he had like no support or guidance as to how he was supposed to do his job or if there was a particular thing they wanted him to do so he kind of figured it out on his own um He was always cool under pressure, no matter how absurd the interview. Case in point, he was very, very good at interviewing Macho Man Randy Savage. And I have 
a really good clip I'm also going to put in the show notes where Randy Savage is like, I'm this tiny little cup of creamer. And he keeps like putting this little cup of creamer in his face and like trying to put it in his pocket. And Mean Gene never breaks. It's like he's doing a close up ma- uh, like magic routine about like <laughs> the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And it's insane. It's so good. And Gene does not crack a smile. He's just like, okay, okay. And he like keeps him on track. It's like he does the craziest like glue improv work I have ever seen in some of these interviews. It's really remarkable. Hmm. So he was involved in a lot of fun bits, though, Mm -hmm. because people loved riling him so much, and he was always so cool under pressure. He did get brought into the ring every once in a while. Uh, For instance, once he was accidentally tagged into a match between Hulk Hogan, Mount Fuji, and George Steele, um, he was on the side of the ring to support Hulk, who was one of his, in real life, as well as in ring, very good friends. Um, Holt gave him a high five. The ref was like, that's a tag, and put him in the ring. Uh-huh. Um, that's great. He ended up winning by uh-huh. pinning Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. So here's a, a shot of them in the ring. He had his whole diaper on, apparently underneath his tuxedo, and mm. went in the ring and, and wrestled As with everyone them. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to be prepped. Um, in terms of physical appearance, you know what he looks like. He, he a dad with a mustache. Yeah, he oh, is. yeah, big time. He's, he's got that, that bald top and hair on the sides and the little mustache he was born wearing a map uh, or holding a map and wearing aviators yes exactly that's who this man is uh so he was friends with hulk hogan and i wrote which like you know uh they did do a really fun video where they trained together Mm. uh this is a picture from that where you can see that he is wearing a Hulkamania shirt and Hulk is wearing a Mean Genomania shirt. Mm. And they do this whole, it's like a 15 minute thing where he'll like come to his house in the morning and he's like, Hulk, it's 5 a.m. Why are you here? And he's smoking a full on cigar. So Hulk can be like, why are you smoking? We have to drink raw eggs and go jog. And it's very oh, yeah. funny. He keeps like stopping mid jog and trying to like go order brats and beer at like roadside carts and Hulk mm-hmm. keeps yelling at him. It's just really delightful. Nice. So... A very famous Mean Gene moment. At SummerSlam in 1989, he was interviewing Ravishing Rick Rude when the backdrop fell over. So he said, fuck it, on camera. (laughs) Oh, nice. And uh, they quickly cut to Jesse Ventura and were like, cover, cover for him. And he was like, wow, that Gene is sure a troublemaker. (laughs) The clip is really funny. Although Gene said later, they filmed that in advance. They did all of his like interviews in advance. They just played the wrong tape when it went to the live broadcast That's they just really mixed up the funny. tape so it wasn't even a live blooper it was like a pre-recorded blooper that ended up making it to air That's which is like, like not his great. fault and yeah, yeah but he was like yeah you know it's so funny and there's a couple other ones like that too the other really famous like blooper on cameras he was interviewing someone in mid-sentence he goes put that cigarette out really really harshly to someone off camera which is very funny, very funny. Uh, I mean, true. Good yeah, advice yeah. all the time. Put that cigarette Definitely out. Definitely put that cigarette out. Guys, don't smoke. It's bad for you. Don't smoke. Yeah, it is. Uh, don't listen to Cigar Fiend Gene. I don't know if he actually smoked cigars in his normal life or if he just did for that bit. Mm. So Gene left the WWF for WCW when his contract expired in 1993. He said he hadn't been on speaking terms with Vince McMahon for years by that point, Whoa. which is like, yowza. Don't know what happened. Um, whatever happened. When he reached out to the WWF to be rehired in 1996, he was immediately rejected. So something weird was going on behind the scenes. Oh my God, what happened? I don't know. I didn't Reddit, do a huge amount of digging Reddit, into I know, I should have gone to Reddit on this. but We will. We'll look in. I gotta yeah, look we'll find out and report back. I um, love the drama. But he had reached back out to the WWF because he hated the WCW. Mm. He called it cheap and lousy. Mm. When he was there, he did character work that involved him ogling women's breasts and making lewd jokes. Oh, God. 
Uh, he said he found it sleazy, but quote, you've got to have a little bit of carny in you. So this is some stuff from his WCW time. They did this extended joke about the wrestling hotline, which was a play on 1-800 numbers from mm. the 90s. So it says 99 cents per minute. Kids get permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is him doing an interview where he just looks very serious and has uh, a couple of plastic lays on, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that he did. There's like I watched like 30 seconds of this and couldn't stand it, where it was like mm. a really gross bit where they had him like sexually harassing this woman next to him and it was really bad and he looks uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) like he looks uncomfortable doing it to his credit like you you get the palpable sense that he was like oh boy they want me to try this um so that was not a good time for him but he ended back with the WWF, now the WWE, in 2001 when they merged. Uh, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006 by Hulk Hogan. He continued hosting and narrating multiple shows for the WWE Network. So he wasn't doing stuff backstage anymore, but he, like, there's always, like, the weird cartoon show and stuff on the WWE yep. Network. Like, he's the narrator for all those. Uh, so in terms of his personal life, he was a family man. Uh, he married his wife, Jan, in 1964, and they had two Whoa. sons, and they just stayed married. And he was Aww. kind of private, so he, you know, kept all that to himself, more or less. But a little fun fact I found out, his son Todd was a pro hockey player oh. uh, <laughs> who went to the 1988 Olympics in Calgary. Wow. He is retired from professional hockey now because wow. he had a knee injury, but yeah, he was a really good hockey player. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, Gene, unfortunately, struggled with his health. I saw some reports that said he uh, drank quite a bit. Um, Don't know the truth of that. But regardless, he did have a lot of kidney problems. He had three kidney transplants. What the fuck? The last one was from his wife, and it was in the (sighs) mid-2000s. Yeah, so he was in very poor health for... Uh, he asked her the first two times, and, and the third like, time she was like, no. fine, fuck it, you're just going to destroy it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not uh, like, So that dead. was like, yeah, genetic or also yeah. health. Like, who knows what yeah. was going on with them, but he's clearly in poor health for the last, like, 20 years at least. Oh, he must have had so many kidney stones. Yeah. So according to his son, Todd, he suffered a fall in late 2018, and he Aww. just kind of never really recovered from that. Yeah. So he passed away on January 2nd. So just this week. Mm-hmm. RIP, Mean Gene. Yeah. So this is a, a picture of him at the Hall of Fame induction. He came up and looking like everyone's grandpa just gave two, two peace signs yep. in, his, in his tux. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about him a little bit because he's such a like... Uh, a figure that kind of transcends I think like even casual wrestling fandom like I never watched wrestling growing up and I knew who he was Mm. like not even I don't think I knew his name but I definitely knew his voice and I knew what he looked like yeah Uh, and he was like a very um, by all accounts like a very kind man a very like hardworking man um, and he really like helped define what wrestling was for a lot of people so uh, you know, wishing his family all the best. I'm sure this is a really tough time for them. But yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really great tributes out there on the internet. If you're interested in reading more, The Ringer has a really great article about him right now. Um, I read some really good stuff from Up Rocks, too, that had some really good compilations of his video clips. Like I said, we'll put a couple of my favorites in the show notes. But he's um, well worth your time and attention if you're at all interested in the backstage lunacy yeah. of wrestling. Especially in the 80s. Like, that's yeah. just got to be so good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a, um, you know, and, and 
even the craziest stuff he sold really well he interviewed um who is the the witch doctor character who we've mentioned before he interviewed him and he got a curse put on his hand where it dripped black goo. Well, I have to do the witch doctor guy. I know that. Yeah, yeah he's very fascinating. Him. So I keep yeah. forgetting about him because it's. Ugh. But it was like stuff like that. Like they put him in in uh, some of the like oddest, least grounded storylines, and he always treated them as if it was serious journalism. And he said that was how he he decided to treat it as if it was real journalism. That's like how um Leslie Nielsen was an airplane how he mm-hmm. wasn't a comedic actor yep. and so he was just like no i'm just gonna play it entirely mm-hmm. straight like this is all good and that made him a comedic actor yeah, yeah. it yeah. just works really well so guys we're come to the end of our little podcast <laughs> final <laughs> thoughts i think that you summed it up really nicely so you almost want to i don't have any do you have any i don't i think that this was a great one to mm-hmm. start 2019 and it was it it showed like Especially since we're almost a year in, the growth that we've had, we've evolved. Mm-hmm. My goodness. What an WWE evolution. Wow. wow. WWE evolution. Yeah. Women's evolution. <laughs> women's evolution. Like, do you think that they tried to do women's evolution or something? Like, not just evolution, but they were, like, trying to do, like, Lady Lucian or something? <laughs> I think they definitely had the writers on it for yep. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Being like, oh, if you could find a fucking pun. It would be so good. Find us a pun. <laughs> but we have... Bring me a pun. <laughs> we have uh, WWE evolutioned ourselves. Yes. And mm-hmm. we're not just... I mean, we love talking about the fashion. Mm-hmm. But some people just have the same thing over and over again. Diaper men through and through. Mm-hmm. We got Paige wears the same thing almost every time. But they're good looks. I mean, they're great wore looks. a suit. He Look. did wear a red suit occasionally. Look, you find what you like and you buy it in every color. You mm-hmm. do. That's if I can, if I do. can impart anything about fashion as the least fashionable member of this podcast, that's not true. I would not. That's say that. actively true. You guys both have very specific brands, <laughs> and I'm just like, is this comfortable and slouchy? <laughs> great. <laughs> Put it on my body. No. Uh, but yeah. So, well, guys, buy it in every color. <laughs> yeah, buy it in every color. Um. Please, patterns please uh, <laughs> bright colors all the time uh you can follow us on social media if you want to um interact more with us we're at k-a-y-f-a-b podcast on both instagram and twitter um that's also our gmail account i feel i should say if you guys yeah. ever want to email us anything even if you're like hey i'd like some of those stickers and you don't want to like slide into our dms because you're respectful you, you could def- too. you could too because <laughs> yeah, we love you but, but like slide in in a respectful way please yeah um, yeah, don't send us dick pics. <laughs> don't never do that to anyone unless they request it, and then do it considerately. Yes, mm-hmm. um, with a nice thumbs up. Like yes. Rollins. Um, but you can always I'm glad email you brought us it back. and uh, yeah, give us any feedback you want. And right. we do have a subscribe. list of the people that you have mentioned for us. And mm-hmm. Sarah and I were talking about it on the way here that that is definitely who we're going to do in the future as well. Um, we are also going to probably have more guests soon. Yeah. yeah. We have like a list of people that we're really excited to have come sit in with us. Um, yeah. And so yeah. a lot of, lot of fun plans for the new year. 2019. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.